Alana. Yes. You have lost your tea tree oil. It's somewhere. I know it's in this room. It's either under my bed, behind one of my, uh, behind my nightstand, or uh, uh, underneath my dresser. I'm not sure. Did it fall this morning, or did you just realize that it's no longer where it's supposed no, to? No, it, it fell this morning because I accidentally knocked it off of the um, nightstand. Oh, you did. Okay. I did. So I know. I know it fell. You've been losing a lot of stuff recently. Well, not a lot. I uh, I realized that I lost my cane, and I don't know where it was. I don't know where it went because I, because we, you helped me take the recycling out. And I don't remember whether I went to the garbage room with it or without it. <laughs> it's the only problem. I, I thought you know. went with it. I might have gone with it. Do you remember seeing it, me with it? I remember seeing you with it when we went there. I wasn't checking you oh, on the way back. Okay. So I lost it between the garbage room and the my apartment. So... I even checked the garbage room I checked in the hallway and hasn't turned up yet. But I think I may just have to order another one anyway because that one was getting old. Yes. Yeah. And my tip is uh, shorter now, so it's no longer its shape. Uh-oh. It is misshapen. From overusing the tip. That's right. That's right, babes. Well, that's good. That just means that I'm using my cane more. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Speaking about using canes more and all that that entails, some good news came out last night. Like? Kate Brown will be lifting the COVID restrictions on Wednesday. So, and and this is going to be left up to the counties? Yes, to decide. I think it's good. I do too. I think think that the the county should decide on the one, okay... I believe that this means that here in Multnomah County, we're going to be in pretty good shape going forward. I hope so. I do too. Yes. Yes. Because we we haven't been able to breathe for a year. Yeah. And Uh, it's weird that it's coming, uh, you know, during the heat wave because it's still, even though, so originally they were saying that Sunday was going to be the hottest day. And now they're saying Monday is going to be the same temperature and then it's going to slowly taper off. But the way I understand it now is we're still going to be in the high nineties for like another week. Yeah. Yes. Into July. Craziness. Craziness. Well, what, well, how's it going to be in August? Are we going to go through another thing again? I don't know. Babes. I hope not. Feels like climate change is real. No. Well, the climate does change, but I think the, uh, uh, his, uh, not the, uh, hysteria surrounding it is not necessarily true. That's right. We're going to be breaking records the next couple of days. Yeah, but it has is, nothing, it has nothing to do with what, um, some scientists are saying. It just, it changes. Yes, it changes because naturally it changes, but, uh, we're not the cause of the changes. I don't think we're the only thing, but we're definitely a contributor to it. No, we're not. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. We didn't create this planet. And even if we ate less meat or rode in our, uh, less in our vehicles and everything like that, it's, it's not, uh, we, we cannot, uh, we cannot contribute to it. And I don't think there's enough evidence to prove that we can. And we can go on and on and on about the whole global warming. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a little bit uh, of a nutty view, but that's just... Me. It's not a nutty view. It's science. 
that, that really? yes it is that the, we don't contribute to it at and all. there are scientists coming out there are climatologists coming out that are saying that there isn't enough evidence to back up the claim that we contribute to global warming or any kind of climate change i would want to know who funds these scientists no they're actually coming out and saying right. i mean there was a science there was a scientist that used to be with greenpeace who came out and said this is actually not um this this is not feasible this this is not really um what other scientists have been saying over the years. It's been a scare tactic for a long time. I would want to know where is this person getting their money from now? Are they getting paid off by Chevron or I think the scientists some that other are, big corporation? I think that the scientists that are um, saying that uh, climate change is the most um, uh, is the most important issue have been paid off. Oh, no, no. That climate change is definitely the most important issue over time. No, it isn't. What is? It's not climate change. You really don't think so? No, it's not climate change. There's a lot of other important issues that are even more important than the climate. Like, name one. Uh, the killing of unborn babies is important. The, not as um, important. Yes, it is. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, the, uh, the drug problem that's uh, coming from the border... Uh, the over, uh, stop laughing. Sorry. The crime, the cr- <laughs> no, no, you can't mess with this. The crime, this is what we used to record it. Oh, the crime rate. Um, the, 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 I think that the crisis at the border is a lot more important than the climate. But babes, if our climate, uh, fluctuates too much, we're all going to die. We are, uh, we are all going to die someday, but it's not going to be due to the earth's, um, atmosphere either. I think that's a, I think it's a bogus hoax. You think it is, but. No, I believe it is. I, I really believe it's a bogus hoax and it's been a hoax for a long time. And I think that, um, that scientists are trying to, um, to use that as a scare tactic. But why are we breaking all these records then? Well, because the, the seasons change over time. Climate, you know, sometimes it heats up, sometimes it cools down. That's that normally happens. I don't think that um, it's a com- I don't think it's a phenomenon that we have to worry about. I'm concerned. Uh, and I think we should have more abortions in this country. All right. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> That's it. Fighting words, bud. <laughs> what? Why is that fighting words? <laughs> and and my dear, my dear, if you are really that concerned about all the people Dying from drugs and all the drug crime, you would be in, in favor of legalizing these drugs so it's no longer uh, a thing. No, no, legalizing legalizing wars. drugs is not going to solve anything. It's just going to increase more crime. How? Well, because if well, think about it though. Alcohol has been legalized for several several years. I mean, we have we haven't been. In, uh, from what I understand, prohibition wasn't around for too long. Okay. After that, alcohol was legalized, and look what happened. Look look how many people have died from uh, drunk driving or have died from alcohol poisoning. You could look at it like that, or you could take the other tactic and say, look at how many people aren't dying from smuggling alcohol into our country yeah, but that or trying to sell that, it that on the black market. That doesn't solve anything. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. I, I cannot uh, support this. Oh.
and I can't support you so supporting it. Oh. And nope, it it just doesn't solve it. It doesn't solve anything. Chaos does not solve more chaos. May I suggest, babes? No. Or or bring out the fact that in some countries they tried decriminalizing drugs and their crime rates have gone down. Yeah, but don't you think that the leftist media has painted that picture so that more drugs can be uh, decriminalized here? I don't you think so? I mean, don't you think that the the uh, leftist media has an agenda anyway? I think that all media has an agenda, including leftist media. But just because they have an agenda doesn't mean it's one that I but don't you think that ev- agree or disagree with. But don't you think that the people that are on the most drugs are using it to... Uh, you would agree that we... As a, as a society, have been quick to self-medicate. Correct. It doesn't work. It doesn't solve any problem. People don't want to deal with their problems, so they have to self-medicate with whatever drugs they can find. And meanwhile, people are uh, the drug overdose rate is skyrocketing, especially uh, in the last year and a half because of suicide rates and and the like. So I can't I can't support it. Well, and. I could say that drug deaths are skyrocketing and they're illegal right now. And so we're obviously doing something wrong if drug deaths keep going up when they're illegal. Why not try a different tactic? No, but this is no, no legal, legalizing anything that could cause uh, criminals to roam the streets doesn't help anything. I don't feel safe now that certain drugs are legalized. I don't. Oh. I don't feel safe that drugs, that certain drugs in, the U.S. are now legalized. It doesn't make me feel safe. And it also doesn't make me feel safe that uh, 50 police officers in our city have left the force and they're good police officers and they haven't been, uh, they haven't been shown the respect that they have been shown. So if police are leaving the force and drugs are legalized, then who is going to keep us safe? Well, a, a couple of things, and, and not to and get that's a, and that's a and that's a. I think that's a very valid question. Okay, let's not get too far into semantics, but I will for just a second. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to marijuana, which which when you said drugs are legal, certain drugs are now legal in the U.S. I'm 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 not just talking about marijuana. I'm talking about psychedelics. I'm talking about whatever else is okay on the on the uh, ballot for being legal legalized. So we clearly disagree about this issue. But what I will say is those drugs are not legal in the U.S. They're legal in the state. And the the difference is that the federal government could still come in and close. These Wait a minute, though. Yeah. Isn't isn't psychedel aren't psychedelics now legal in Colorado? Yes, uh, I I think you might be right. Um, and you should I know. Right. I should know this. You would think I would, but I don't know this for sure. Okay, I'm, I'm, but, I'm, I'm at certain states, but even so, I mean, there is a, um, there is an agenda to legalize all drugs in 50 states, and I'm for that. And and I don't think that sells anything. But with the 50 police officers leaving the force, I don't know if they were all good people or bad people. Uh, I just don't know. And one could make the argument, babes. That if all drugs are legalized and the price of these drugs will start to go down and there'll be less, uh, you know, fighting and gang activity. I don't think you see the big picture. Oh. Because alcohol and cigarettes are legalized. Yes. So are marijuana and psychedelics. In some areas. In some areas. Not every area. But you don't think at all if any drugs that used to be illegal are legalized that that's going to solve the crime rate 
Because don't you think that people that have committed heinous crimes against people, some of them are actually on something? Absolutely. But here's, so a couple of things. One, even though psychedelics are starting to get legalized in some places, that, and you can make the argument that marijuana is a form of the psychedelic, but I'm assuming we're talking about like mushrooms and LSD and things of that. Well, nature. anything that can impair judgment is what I'm saying. Okay. But, uh, those things aren't, they've been voted approved to be legalized, but they're still, it's like medical use. So you can't just do mushrooms, uh, recreationally in the U.S., as far as I know in any area. Uh-uh. Uh, at, at this time. Uh, now that may change and hopefully it will, but as of right now, it hasn't. So if we're talking about somebody impairing judgment and has, has anybody ever taken drugs and killed somebody? Absolutely. Oh, of course. But I mean, especially alcohol. But here's the thing. Those people should go to prison for murder. Um, so just because you're under the influence of a drug doesn't no, mean but that it, you it doesn't pass. make, it doesn't make, it, it doesn't solve anything because clearly there's a drug problem in the, in the U.S., the U.S. Absolutely. all over. Clearly, a lot of crimes have been started because of drug use or alcohol use. It doesn't make sense to legalize them. It just doesn't make it. I don't see. I don't understand the big picture. And I don't think you understand the big picture either. Uh-oh. I don't think that you can fight crime with crime. But if you legalize something, by definition, that's not crime. No, it, it, it doesn't matter, Bubs. It's, it's, it has caused many. They have caused many deaths. Okay. They have caused many, many deaths. Couldn't you make the argument? Babes? No. I think I've heard enough about what you said. Oh, like I'm open to a point. Hey, Bubs, you, you already said your piece. <laughs> you brought up another point. Can I at least get a kiss? No. Yeah, I can. Do I? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So couldn't you make the argument, babes, that big corporations have been responsible for a lot of deaths, but yet we don't outlaw them? I do, I will say this, I think Big Pharma has a big, big, big responsibility for all the um, uh, pharmaceutical mishaps that people have gone through and deaths too. Do you think that those people should be in prisons and maybe even- Of course, I think, I think the people of Monsanto should be, um, should be uh, counted liable for uh, what they have been doing for people. Okay, well, at least we agree on that. No, of course. I, I don't agree with big pharma. Yeah. I don't agree with the pharmaceutical companies that want to give people more and more drugs because because even uh, prescription drugs have been um, misused. Or some of the things that these uh, big banks are doing uh, with mortgages. And... Are you talking about um, like your bank? Yes, like my, every bank. Yes, my bank. The bank that I go to is guilty of it too. I think you should. I think maybe you should. Um, you should change to credit union. Maybe I should. Credit unions are private. I will say this. You and least go to a credit union. I still support one of the big banks. Yeah. But it's, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I kind of think we live in an evil society. Of course it is. Because how can you, so here's a question. There, there are, there are evil people in our society. Yes. Le, of course. Well, but they run things. So it's not just that, you know, we have one or two bad apples. It seems like all of these big corporations, whether we're talking about banks or Amazon or Google or, or, uh, Monsanto's, they're all evil. So a question I would have for you is, could you be a spiritually enlightened person and live in the U.S. in this day and age? Of course. Um, you know, it does talk in the Bible, it does say in the Bible about being in the world, but not of it. You can be a part of a culture, but not partake of 
whatever the culture gives you. So how would you do that? Because I think that, well, you, I'm not advocating for cutting yourself off from complete society because we do need people, but they are, and it's, and it's make, it's, it's getting even harder because there are corporations that people support. Um, and we can name them. We, we're not going to name them here because we, we all know who they are. And I named a couple. Yes, you have. Yes. That um, are a part of our daily lives, and it's hard to get away from it. Like there are times where I will use Google to to look up miscellaneous things, but and and I do have Gmail, um, but I it, it's they're making it even harder because a lot of these corporations are taking over a, a big chunk of our lives, and it's it's hard to get away from them. But then there's other things too, like. Like, uh, staying away from programming isn't too hard. Uh, staying away from social media if you don't want to is not that hard. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I think it's doable, but I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not advocating, of course, for, uh, moving to a very remote area in the country or in the world and cutting yourself off from, uh, people. Let me uh, rephrase the question. All right. How could I be a spiritual, enlightened person and still live in a modern American city? Because I still have to pay rent and buy things, presumably from corporations that are evil. Um, that's the that's a tough thing, though, because if you want to live in this world, there are things that you really do need, and um, you either look for alternative things or use those corporations sparingly i don't know mm. it's hard it's 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 getting even harder and harder and harder yeah um but i think there are ways to do it there are alternative platforms to buy things off of there are alternative websites to use if that's what you want to use there are there are alternative software that are that's coming out that is going against uh corporations like um a lot of the big tech corporations so there are there are i think people are finding ways to get around it i don't know i i mean i think you can to some extent but i i mean you still have to buy food right and even if you adopt a vegetarian diet you don't know the chemicals that were given to those plants or you know you know i i don't know if you can be a but we can't but we can't um we also can't be afraid of those kinds of things because being a, uh, as you would call it, a spiritual person, you have to, it's, it's, it's going to come with challenges and we have to face these challenges head on. Mm. And we can't just be afraid of it and say, Oh, we can't eat anything because we don't know what's in the, whatever it is. It's just, it's just not possible. We, we are wired to, to eat what we eat and we have to eat and we have to do. And, and we, we just have to live our lives. Oh. We just can't be afraid of all this stuff. Well, good. And then and, and, and this world is, you know, this world is temporal anyway. So things are going to change. Yes. It's not going to always stay the same, which I'm glad that it's not going to always stay the same. I am too. Yeah. It, it, we, are, we are living in very confusing times, though. We definitely are. Yeah. Some people are going to be deceived. Others are going to stand their ground. Stand your ground. All right, stop it. 
I you know, can't that, help that, it. Let's talk about this this fake southern accent you've adopted. Well, Bay, my mom, my mom's from the south, so I can't. Sometimes I just slip in it because you know, of the way I was raised. I know I'm a Yankee, but because of my mom, <laughs> I do have some southern heritage. I suppose a Yankee would be anybody that doesn't live actually in the south, including people from Hawaii. Hawaii is not, Hawaii is off of the mainland. But it's still part of the South, in other words, where my ma is from and her kin. <sighs> and I didn't grow okay, up okay, there, but he, I, what? Uh, Did I step into my Southern accent again? Fake one. <laughs> it's, it's because of my ma. Stop it. What? Stop it. Did I, I did the Southern accent a little bit. We were, you did the southern yes, accent during one of the movies we were watching last night. During No Country for Old Men. Oh. Because I related to them because they were like kin to me. No, they weren't. <laughs> Hawaii is different than Texas. I've never been to Texas, but, well, only the airport. Let's look at it like this. They're, uh, one Hawaii is further to the south, but they're both southern states. They both have people who, uh, fight for states' rights and both have people in the country who have seriously uh, talked about uh, separating from the union. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so there's some similarities there. There's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, pride over each state. So, uh, you know, yeah, but they're not, they're not, they're a different kind of South bubs. Oh, South meaning um, Hawaii. If the Hawaii is below the equator, for sure it's, it's in the, it's, it's South, but it's not, a part of the South, which oh, is a totally different. My mall is. Stop it! <laughs> I don't have a mall either. I have a mom. I saw your mall last week. Oh. And she had just gotten back from the South. Stop it. Sorry, babes. Oh. You don't like it when I do this. She was actually, she was, she just uh, came back from North, up North. But she was in the South before then. Bub. And she may not have wanted to talk. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to leave the room pretty soon. No, 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 no. No, you did laugh earlier when we were talking about it. I did, but it was like, okay, you got to stop it. You got to stop it now. You have a mall. There's one point where we're talking about um, no country for old men, and I'm kind of telling you what's going on the screen, and I'm doing the southern accent. And I say, he pulled out his weapon. I mean, freedom symbol. And he did laugh about it. I kind of did. Yes. That was, that was, well, I mean, what could I do? It was like so ridiculous. I had to laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to laugh because it was so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, whatever. Do you think that they should uh, rename guns and call them freedom symbols? No, just like they shouldn't name French fries freedom fries. Oh, good. Good. No, that's ridiculous. Because that was something that came about under the George W. Bush administration. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Just yeah. just call them fries, even if they're not French. Can I give you a complaint that I have about a lot of Democrats? Yes, thank you. I would love to hear that. There seems to be, and a lot of it comes from the media, uh, this idea that we need to redeem George W. Bush. Right. So you see him at ball games with people like Ellen. Now, remember, George W. Bush was against gay rights, for one thing. 
Um, you see people talking about, oh, he, he, uh, he's against Trump. His family has, has, has talked against Trump. Yes. And like, that's some, and I'm not a Trump fan, as you know, uh -huh. but th like, that's some sort of excuse for the war crimes that this guy committed. What kind of war crimes did he commit? George W. Bush? Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I, I kind of think that George W. Bush has been used as a, now I'm not a George W. Bush fan. And neither am I. But I've, I'm not like, I, I don't, um, I don't necessarily like the Bushes, yep. but I feel like anytime there was a, um, a Republican in office or something, it seems like the left has always found something to blame them on. It, and it's like, oh, well, it was George W. Bush's fault. Well, well, what did, what did they, what, what were they not doing? Well, we could go and let's, let's start with a couple of things. 9-11 happened under his watch. Right. Yeah, but he wasn't the one who caused it. He wasn't the one who caused it. But as a person who's running the country, you have a responsibility. And yes, you do have to get, delegate to stop uh, threats that are happening from within this country, from our country from being attacked. Right. Um, so and we, and we can go on and on and on about that because people. But been... if you want to talk about the specific war crime going into Iraq without the U.N. Why do we need the U.N.? Uh, well, we're part of the UN, babes. Well, I mean, no, but, the, but we are seeing now that the UN is very, very corrupt. Yeah. Um, the, I'm talking about the people behind the UN. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that they're not, but I'm saying that would qualify as a war crime. Um, and, and I don't like how liberals or people who call themselves liberals are trying to revamp the image of George W. Bush, including Barack Obama, who always had a hard on for George W. Bush. And you can tell by the a way. Yeah. And you can tell by the way he didn't exactly rush to reverse a lot of George W. Bush's policies once he actually got into the White House. Well, why does it matter? Because he's not in office anymore. But he, he, he talked talks about George W. Bush. Well, now. I mean, George W. Bush, why does it matter now? He's not in office anymore. Well, because if you make a war criminal seem like they're a good person, one, it's whitewashing history. So it makes it to where it's harder to recognize the truth of what this person actually did. And two, it's sort of like it encourages elitists I, I just to behave in a similar manner if they know that they can get I, away with I'm it. I'm sorry. I just don't know that he really is a war criminal. I don't think... There are definitely things that he has admitted that he made mistakes on, but I wouldn't go so far as calling him a war criminal. Okay, do you think it should be legal for a uh, person to start a war when they know that their second-in-command is going to get uh, rich off of it? Um, I'm not too sure about that. Okay. So I, don't, I don't know. So I, I'm not, I can't answer that. There is a company called Kellogg, Brown, and Root. And Kellogg, Bram, and Root is uh, owned by Halliburton. So they're like a subsidiary of Halliburton. Okay. Okay. Uh, one of the persons who was on the board of Kellogg, Brown, and Root was a man named Dick Ching. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of people have complaints about him, too. And then you're, you're sitting next to one of them. Uh -huh. So we go to war with Iraq, and Halliburton had no bid contracts to help rebuild the infrastructure there in a lot of areas, right? Uh -huh. No bid means that there's no competition. They just get to go in and rebuild it at any cost. Uh -huh. Guess who owned a lot of stock? Dick Cheney? Yes, in Halliburton, thanks to his association with Kellogg Barrel Root. Dick Cheney. And it's put in a blind trust, so we don't even know the amount of stock that we own. We just know that it was a lot. 
base, and we could we can see kind of this based on his old contracts uh, and his old pals. So, don't you think that that's that should be a crime? Well, I think Dick Cheney, if Dick Cheney was uh, responsible for that, he should be in prison. Yeah, he should be. But we're not talking about Dick Cheney. I I just don't know. I mean, I wasn't really. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I was, you know, one of those people who was protesting the war, reading the multinational monitor, and watching a lot of Democracy Now! back when we were in Iraq. Um, well, when we first got in there, uh, thanks to thanks uh, to GW. A lot, of, a lot of lefty conglomerates. Well, yeah, but I, I would make you would consider Barack Obama a lefty, but yeah, he he's he's a big George W. Bush supporter. Yeah, I don't know about that, Bush. I really don't. He he said on an, on a town hall with Joe Biden last year, he was talking against Trump, and he said, "Well, at least uh, I had disagreements with George W. Bush, but at least he never broke any laws like Trump did." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, Pre- President Obama has talked out of his uh, President Obama has talked out of his backside many times. Well, and, I mean, he's he- a top watching Ace Ventura. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not an Obama fan, as you know. But I mean, he's he's definitely changed his tune. Yeah. Over time, yeah. and we thought he was going one way, but he went a, a totally different yeah. way. But the difference between like you and me, it's like we're both not Obama fans. But I'm not a fan of him because I'm a lefty, and you're not a fan of him because you're a right uh, wing person. Uh-huh. So we have like different reasons for not being a fan. Mine, of course, more legitimate, but. Oh, what have you? <laughs> I still love you, bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, I need a kiss. No. Yeah. Because I do. Why well, I kissed you all you. Well, you're going to kiss me again. Okay. Mm-hmm. J-Lo. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a fun <laughs> episode so far, isn't it? It's kind of fun. Yes. Uh, so we, um, got into a few things. We watched. Uh, one episode of the Flintstones, which we both thought was pretty funny. But we kind of fell asleep during it. No, I didn't fall asleep. You probably did. No, 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 no. Here's, by the way, I wanted to get to something else before the Flintstones. Okay, so let's do the Flintstones first, and then we'll go to the other thing. All right, all right. All right. We started watching the Flintstones, and it's the episode where Fred invents this formula that shrinks himself. <laughs> That's great. I did fall asleep during it, but... In fairness, after the episode, you're like, well, let's go into the bedroom. And I'm thinking. No, you, you were tired. I said, are you tired? Yes. And then you're like, well, do you want to go to sleep? Because, because I mean, I'm kind of tired, but I'm like, well, maybe I should. And then who was asleep for longer? I was. By like double the amount of time. You make it sound like I've been sleeping for six <laughs> hours. I wasn't sleeping for six hours. No, no, it was like an hour. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. I was tired. That's why Jay woke. Well, I, and then that, that's a look also because I woke up and I was very tired when I was waking up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so something else I wanted to discuss mm-hmm. is this morning I also woke up before you did. Yes. Uh, but we didn't watch the Flintstones right before going to bed. But no, we didn't. In, in any event. Well, what is it? What is your point here? Well, I'm, I'm going to get to it, babe. Okay. Let me talk sometimes. Okay. I'm watching different things on YouTube. And apparently this week there was like, I forget if it was a chimp or like an ape attack in, in Oregon. Oh, you told me. Yes. We were talking about this. Yes. Yeah. 
what it was is apparently in some part of Oregon, this family has owned a, a chimp, I believe, some sort of primate for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, the primate adu- uh, attacked the adult daughter of its owners. Before this time, the primate used to like sit at the dinner table and mess around with everybody. But they played the 911 call of the mom in the basement with her daughter calling the cops and saying, we need an ambulance here. But first the police have to come out and shoot our primate. Wow. And then the news anchor started going into the history of Oregon and about how up until 2009, you could own exotic pets here in the state. That's crazy. And, yep. And they changed the laws in 2009. Um, and I believe if I remember the story right, it was because of some outcry over this person who owned an alligator in Lane County. Wow. Right. But people are grandfathered in. So it was talking about how now, as far as we know, there's like three people in the state who own the type of monkey that was on uh, Friends. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Like yeah. Marcel on Friends. Like Capuchin monkey. And yeah. there's like uh some exotic cats from Africa who can grow to be 30 pounds. Wow. And I believe now there's three people that we know of in the state that own alligators. Wow. But the reporter was even saying, or the commentator, I, you know, with the news, it's hard to... Reporter. Yeah. It's hard to tell what's, wh- who is what. Yeah. But... They were even saying that's only the ones who have registered and that we know about. There could be other ones out there. That is crazy. Yeah. Why in the world would anybody want that kind of an animal in their house? I mean, they're, they're not housebroken. You know, you can't housebreak them because they're wild animals. Mm-hmm. And even if you're the nicest person, then they can attack you. Because you cannot train them. Yeah. And it's weird because I... You can't train them to be your pet anyway. Yeah. I'm usually the one who's always for freedom, right? Yes. Uh, Whether it's a left or a right thing, I'm very much for freedom. Absolutely. But this is where I kind of have to say no, because most people aren't equipped to handle these animals. I agree. And they cannot just attack you. They could go onto the community and hurt or kill somebody. Um. I don't think that this type of stuff should be going on anymore. No, no, this this cannot happen. I mean, and we talked about the uh, tragedy of Timothy Treadwell, even though he put himself in that situation. I don't see it as a tragedy. I keep going. It's a tragedy. Well, I, I think it's it's very um, tragic because of what happened with him. But he, at the same time, these people should know better than to be having bears in their backyard or whatever. You know, it's just not safe. Not having safe. said that, I am considering going on the black market and buying you an uh, either a crocodile or an alligator. Yeah, and then you can say bye-bye, Jewel. See you later, the Bye-bye. Did I tell you, babes, <laughs> that um, you know that my dad used to make out with his cousins, right? Or one of his cousins. We're going there now. We are, but it's for a reason. All right. Okay, so she comes to visit us. It's gross. It is gross. But she (laughs) comes to visit us when I'm like 10. Yeah. And we're having a discussion about alligators. Yeah. She told me, and she lived in Lane County. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that means anything or not. But she used Mm -hmm. to go to this bar Mm -hmm. where the uh, owner owned an alligator. Wow. 
And I'm asking her, well, how does that work exactly? How do you feed one of those? And she said, oh, I think he had him cha- the alligator chained up in the back and they just had this connection where he knew it was time to feed him. I'm like, oh, that's got to be interesting. And I don't know if she was pulling my leg or not, but then she looks at me all seriously and she's like, if I could get you one, would you be interested in having an alligator? <laughs> I wouldn't want one. And I just, uh, no. Where would you keep it? I guess in the backyard. In in a water tank or something? Something like in that. In a fish tank? Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, that, that, that's no thanks. Take it to school during show and tell. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it, and then watch it, it snaps, uh, its jaw shut on somebody's nose. Or somebody's face. I don't oh. know. Yes. No thanks. Yes. I don't think so. And you know the story about how my grandfather owned the monkey and. That's crazy. Yeah. That's. Didn't you say that, um, you, uh, was it your, was it your sister that rode on its back or? The or monkey. Rode on her back. Uh, yes. My, my, the monkey, uh, was on my sister's back a couple times. I, I think my not. sister was just like letting it, uh, you know, how you would let like a baby or a little kid, uh, I'll go piggyback on Yeah. You. My sister was doing that with a monkey. I would not want a monkey on my back. We were left alone with the monkey a couple of times. Now the, for how long? I don't know. It, it seemed like a couple hours, but it might have been less because we were younger kids. But in fairness, the monkey never attacked us. Okay. Uh, and the, and I want to. This was back in the early nineties before it was common knowledge how dangerous monkeys were. Right? This, were they in? Uh, were they? Was was a monkey in a cage? Or no, no, no. Walking around? No, I, I mean, he. I mean, he would go in a cage sometimes, but we were left alone with him, and he would just be like riding my sister's back and. Stuff like that. He never rode my back, but he rode my sister's back. But he would just kind of play around with you? Yeah. And he was a full-grown monkey? He was a baby monkey. A baby monkey. And I don't think they were as strong. Oh, all right, all right. Right. So so he wasn't a full-grown monkey where you had to keep him away from... Your grandpa had to keep him away from you? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's some cute... My sister saw a cute monkey in the Philippines, and she's like... Oh, I want to pet the monkey. It smells like papaya. Oh, my goodness. Was your sister six at the time? Well, we were teenagers, but she still still thought the monkey was cute. Oh, my goodness. But I'm thinking, that is a cute monkey, but then just wait till it gets bigger. Oh, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't even go around a little monkey now. No, no. It's just, it's just not, not, yeah. not safe at all. I mean, I, I constantly have to spank mine just to keep it <gasps> up. Ah! What? We're not talking about your anatomy, bub. That's a joke, Ace. You're supposed to laugh. Okay, it wasn't that funny. Yes, just to keep it in line. But I'm. But I'm. Yes. 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 But anyway, yeah. Yes. So so yeah, we so we watched the Flintstones about, um, uh, Fred shrinking himself. It's kind of funny. It's a good show. We gotta uh, get back to uh, some more serious fare though, as far as TV goes. Yes. Yes. But it was fun to watch the Flintstones. Yeah. Yes. I always thought it, I, that it was cracking me up as a cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah. I do like calling it the, the Flintstoners. Of course you do. Yes. Because it's fun. Because you were a stoner. Oh, what else? What I There was a couple of kids that went to my high school and their last name was Stoner. Nice. No, it's not nice. Uh, one of them... Boner Stoner? No, no, no. I won't, I won't mention their first name. No, no, don't do that. I think, unfortunately, one of them died. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad, babes. That is too bad. Yes. Wow, another news. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo. Yes. We finished our food. We did. It was really good. Yep. And then you and I started our movie night. Oh, yes. With No Country for Old J-Lo's. No Country for Old Men. Oh. Now, do you want me to call this episode No Country for Old J-Lo's? Or do you, would you prefer that I come up with a different title? I guess you can put it in there. You always need to put my name in everything. Not in everything. Just yes, in a lot of yes, stuff. Yes, you do. Oh. A lot of stuff. Would you like me to give the description of this yes, movie? Good. Starts off, Tommy Lee Jones is giving the narration about how he's been a sheriff for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. And his daddy was a sheriff and all this stuff. And the movie is based in Texas around 1980, I believe. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, there's this prisoner who breaks out of jail and goes on the run. Kills another person who's driving a car. Takes that car. Sometime later, we see a man named Llewellyn who is out doing some hun. Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> Yes. Stop it. Okay. Llewellyn Moss. Yes. He's kind of a weird name for a man. He runs across some vehicles, sees that there's a bunch of dead people, opens the door, finds a man who's still alive, takes some of his weapons, and leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goes home to his wife, hanging out that night, and then goes back out to the crime scene. When he's there, there are a couple of vehicles and one of them drives after him. He is running, jumps in the river. They send a pit bull into the ocean, into the river with him. Gets out, shoots the dog. And at some point during this experience, I think it was the day before, he, he grabbed a suitcase that is full of money. So... Llewellyn realizes that they're going to come after him because he counted the cash and it's like two million bucks. Mm-hmm. He sends his wife away to Odessa and decides that he's going to go on the run until he can figure things out. Goes into this hotel, puts the suitcase in a vent and pushes it as far down the vent as he can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eventually, the criminal guy who we saw earlier in the movie starts to come after Llewellyn and gets to the hotel. The money had a tracking device planted within one of the folds of money. So he's looking through the hotel, but because of the money's an event, he can't find Llewellyn and Llewellyn switched rooms. Eventually the guy leaves. Llewellyn gets the money, goes to another hotel and finds the tracking device. Mm-hmm. There's a shootout. Llewellyn is injured but not dead. Somebody else, a couple other people die, and the criminal is still alive. Mm. Llewellyn is walking, and eventually he ends up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson, I forget his character's name, was it Wood Ellen? No. It wasn't Wood Ellen. No, I don't know what his name is, but okay. he was hired to, to protect him. Yeah, and to track down the other criminal. So Wood Ellen... Goes to see Lou Ellen in the hospital. That's my joke. He didn't mm. get it. Wow. <laughs> he, he basically says, Hey, listen, you need protection. 
this guy isn't going to stop until he kills you, but I could probably help you out and maybe even let you keep a little bit of the money. But Llewellyn is like, no, that's not going to work. Woody Harrison goes back to his hotel room where he's killed. Mm-hmm. Llewellyn calls the hotel room around this time and the criminal picks up. There's an exchange and the criminal basically uh, implies that he's going to kill the guy's wife. And Llewellyn says, well, now, now I'm going to go after you. Oh, Phone hangs up and he calls his wife and tells her, come down here with your mama. I'm going to give you the money and send you off and I'm going to finish this man up good. She's going to go to, uh, yeah, she's going to stay with her mom for a while. But he tells her to come down so he can give her the money. Yes. Because he's gotten rid of the tracking device. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones, the sheriff, is looking for Llewellyn. Not because he wants to arrest him, but because he knows that this guy is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's one of those small communities everybody kind of everybody knows each other. Yeah. yeah. She goes to Tommy Lee Jones and says, okay, I'm going to meet Llewellyn. And, uh, you know, you can come, but you're separately from me, but don't let anybody else know about this. Mm-hmm. Llewellyn is waiting for his wife at the hotel. Before she can get there, he runs into uh, this lady who invites him over to her room for a drink. Mm-hmm. We get the sense that it's a setup because Tommy Lee Jones gets there and discovers Llewellyn's body. Uh-huh. He's dead. In the room. In the room. Yeah. Okay. And he leaves. The wife finds out there's a funeral. She comes home from the service and is greeted by the psycho criminal guy who right. kills her. Who kills her. Yeah. It's implied that he, she, he kills her. It's, yeah, he pretty much did her in. Yeah. Guy has the money, gets in a car, he's driving, somebody crashes into his vehicle, mm-hmm. he walks out, one of his bones is sticking out, he runs into some kids, gets a shirt from, it, from, a shirt from one of the kids and goes limping off into the date. Yeah, like just you know, we we don't see him again, but it's implied that he's either going to be caught or, or die, die soon, right? Uh-huh. And the last scene of the movie, Tommy Lee Jones gets out of bed and talks to his wife about the dreams he had with his dad in them, and then the movie ends. Yeah, uh, I left some stuff out, but that's the gist of the movie that's, that's because there's quite a bit of things that happen in the in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. but. I think I did a pretty good job of giving the yes. overall story. Absolutely. I enjoyed this film a lot. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, no. but it was really, really good. I would at least give it a... a strong 8 is what I would give it. Yeah, I, I give it a solid 8. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird how it ended, though. It was, but I kind of liked it, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because in another movie... Most Hollywood movies, Llewellyn would have survived, yeah. killed the guy, gotten the money, and his wife would have been saved, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't do that. And other movies would have had us seen the driver who rammed into the criminal's vehicle. And it probably would have been Llewellyn. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't get that resolution of this movie. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see the bad guy officially die. But it's kind of implied that it's going to happen. Either he dies or he dies you know, in prison. Yeah, yeah I, I like that that they left some things to be a little bit more of a mystery in this film. Mm-hmm. That really worked for me, actually. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, that's an interesting take. Um, 
I I guess I normally root for the good guy, but in some ways it's kind of good that it it's a different kind of an ending. Mm-hmm. What do you think the criminal in this movie teaches us about vengeance? Mm. So he's he's going after Llewellyn though. What why why is he trying to get revenge off of him? Because Llewellyn has the money. Right, right, that's true. Yes. Um I so something that I didn't get, right? Tell me. He killed random people. Uh even though he knew that they were not the person he was looking for. He might have gotten them by mistake. I don't know. No, he didn't get them by mistake. He's a he psychopath. Okay. So he just killed them off even though they weren't the guy that he was looking for. Yeah. Like when he sees Llewellyn's wife, she says, you don't have to kill me. And he says, I made a promise. Huh? He says, I made a promise. Yeah. That I would. He also said that people have always said that to me. Don't, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And he's a crazy mofo. He's a boy. Yes. 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 Um, Mm, I don't know what to say about that. What do you think? I think this man is obsessed with revenge. Mm-hmm. And that partially leads to his downfall, right? So, mm-hmm. okay, he had Llewellyn killed. He gets the money back. He doesn't have to go after the wife. But he does it because in some twisted way, he sees this as a way of continuing his grudge against Llewellyn. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves the house, their place, he gets in the car, drives away, and that's when he gets hit by the other vehicle. Right. Had he not gone there to kill this innocent woman, yeah, yeah. he might have gotten he away have, with it. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. but his his love for vengeance is kind of what brings him down in a strange true. way. Very true. Because mm-hmm. eventually he was going to get caught. I don't know. Sometimes people get away with stuff. Sometimes, but it's implied that it's possible he did. The police was all, were already there. Well, they didn't catch him though. I mean, I, 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 we don't know what happens to him, we don't know what happens. but we I mean, think it, that it doesn't end good for this guy, but maybe it would have ended good for him had he not gone after Llewellyn's wife. Right. You know, right. Exactly. What does Llewellyn teach us about being strategic? Hmm. And fighting for something. He's a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got, he was able to put the suitcase through the vent, the money through the vent. He was trying to make sure that he wasn't caught, um, near the, uh, the criminal. Cause he switched rooms, right? He did. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he made sure that he took in the beginning when he found um, that that one injured guy in the in the truck took his weapons i mean he was a smart guy he was very strategic he kind of reminded me a little bit of um andy Dufresne in some ways i could see that you know what i mean yes cuz who would think of putting a suitcase through a vent unscrewing the vent and putting that through yeah that's really smart it was very very smart yes yeah and- Sorry, go ahead. And then getting his wife uh, to stay with her um, her mom because he she he knew that he had to do something. Well, I was just about to say, and when he lets his guard down is when he's killed. Right, right. You know. Exactly, yeah. 
I mean, going. I mean, I did think that Llewellyn was going to get away at the end. I didn't. I I thought so too, but yeah. it turns out it wasn't true. And then when I heard the lady crying, I'm like, uh oh, this ain't good. Not good. He seems like one of those people you want on your side, though. Absolutely. You want something done? It's like no problem. Like Call Llewellyn. Call Llewellyn. And more. we ain't talking about Do- Doug. Doug. Doug Llewellyn. Doug Llewellyn. Yes. I heard that name before. You know Doug Llewellyn from the People's Court. Oh, yeah. He was a reporter that they'd always oh, talk to at the end. Oh, that's right, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're and right. Uh, Ice Cube mentioned him in the uh, song that he did with the West Side Canellan. Doug Llewellyn, who you telling, the full-time felon. Um, <laughs> Doug Llewellyn, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Interesting things happening on the People's Court. That's right. And when we re- review that show, we'll call that episode the JLO's Court. But until then. No. Yes. It's will. not going to be the JLO's Court. Oh, okay. I'm not Judge JLO. Getting back to this. You're not the reporter. Getting back to this here movie. Stop it! What? It's annoying. Llewellyn had a great line in this movie. When he first goes back to see his wife, and he says, you keep talking, I'm going to take you back to, I'm going to take you out back and screw you. <laughs> I like that line. Of course you do. I might have to start using it. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. How you doing, babes? That's pretty violent to me, but. I think you meant sexually. I know that. Oh. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh. It sounds violent. Oh. I don't think he meant that he was going to rape his wife, babes. I think he meant that he was going to, you know. Of course. Give it to her. It didn't sound like that. Oh. What do you think Tommy Lee Jones teaches us about getting out? Hmm. Well, I wonder if the case with uh, Llewellyn Moss, because he was trying to find him too, and, and he, he kept, she, he was telling his wife, um, I'm not going to hurt him, ma'am. Remember? Yes. Because he wanted to protect him, him and his wife. And I really, I'm, I'm, I was under the impression that finding Llewellyn was the straw that broke the camel's back because of all the people that were murdered in the process, uh, from that criminal, not just finding Llewellyn, but that criminal. And, um, I think that may have been the one that just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm tired. But we also get the sense that it's been leading up to this for a long time. So it wasn't just this particular criminal. It was all the years and seeing all the violence that, or all, and all the corruption that led up to Tommy Lee Jones quitting or retiring. It's kind of like if a guy was in the military for more than two years and he's seen a lot, he's, um, he, has gotten um, PTSD from all of it, and he just wants to stop with the the uh, the fighting and the shooting and the and all yeah. that. But there have been people who've been in the military a lot longer than that, babes. But I, I see what you're saying. I know you know you know what I mean. Yeah. When somebody wants out, they want out. That's true. Yeah. And he wanted out. He did. Yes. He did want it out. Want out. Would you recommend this movie to anybody in your family? Oh yeah, I'd recommend it to my dad. Really? Okay. Yes, I would because nice. he uh, he likes anything uh, 
that watching anything that has to do with law enforcement. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it to him. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought I would, because this is one of those movies I've heard about since it came out. I just hadn't seen. Yes. That's so crazy to me that the Coen brothers have done two movies that won Best Picture Oscars. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. And we still haven't watched Fargo. Yes, with the the uh, crazy accents. Yes, that's a hard movie to watch. Oh I've God. only watched it once, and but that was when it first came out. Wow. And I watched it... I want to say it was on a double feature with Happy Gilmore. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because this was at um, Laurelhurst. And back in the day, I don't know about now, but they used to do those double features of movies that were out for like a month or two. And it was before they would go to home video. And I want to say, and it was for a dollar, and I want to say it was Happy Gilmore and Fargo. But I could have And you enjoyed Happy Gilmore. Yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, I don't think it was my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but it was up, it's up there. By the way, another thing I saw this movie, a little bit off the topic, was um, a list of movies that you wouldn't think are based on true events, Hmm. and one of them was Fifty First Dates. Really? So apparently there was some lady, her name isn't Lucy, I forgot what it was, but she had had two brain injuries one in 85 and the other in 90. Oh. And since, and it causes her to only remember like, uh, one day, right? Uh-huh. And since then, she's met and married her husband. Mm-hmm. So she can marry everything that happened before her accident. She can remember that, yeah. Yeah. Did I say marry? Yes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I always do stuff like that. I know what you meant, but. Yes. <laughs> And she can remember the day that she met her husband, but she can't remember their wedding. So each day she has to be reminded that she's married. And apparently what they usually do is they show her pictures of her wedding. Oh, wow. So I, I I mean, who I'm sure that Adam Sandler changed a lot of it, you know, so it's not, it's not the same at all, but it, well, he has to, he has to make um, videos for her. In the movie, yeah. In the movie, yeah. So yeah, and, and like a video journal. And who knows how much her husband is like Adam Sandler, or how much the lady is like uh, Drew Barrymore outside of the brain injury and getting married. Well, but, I'm sure the the other lady probably wasn't an artist. Yeah, but it, 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 the the movie and the real life story bear some similarity. Okay. Wow. Yes. Huh. And and maybe it's one of those things to where it's just a coincidence and Adam Sandler didn't even know about the story. And the YouTube video just makes it seem like they're based, like the movie's based on that event. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, that's what they were saying on, on good old YouTube. Oh, wow. Yes. On the take? No, this was, um, it might have been Today I Found Out. Hmm. I know Simon Whistler hosted it. Oh, okay. He's the host of the Today I Found Out videos, oh, wow. which I do enjoy. Oh, wow. Uh, but getting back to No Country for Old JLos. <laughs> for old men. Old men. Are there any questions about this movie that you'd like to ask me? Um, What have you noticed about Llewellyn's wife? Because she wasn't a really big... Well, she was kind of a big part of the movie. She's supporting. Yeah, supporting actors. I don't feel like we know her that well, except that she's married to Llewellyn and her mom has cancer. And the mom was funny. The mom was good. <laughs> but I, I don't know her that well. 
He's like, well, I've never seen any Mexicans in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know uh, Luan's wife that well, to be honest. No. Yeah. No. Well, we don't know if they were even happily married. It seemed like there was a lot of secrecy because he would not tell her exactly where he was going, what he was doing. That part I could see. But when he first comes in from stealing the suitcase, he he doesn't really say anything about it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What would your elevator pitch be to somebody about this movie? Um... If you want a down home good time in the south, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want a good action film that has to do with law enforcement and fighting crime, go watch it. That's... If you were on the police force, go watch it. Is there anything else you want to either say about this movie or ask me about it? Uh, what were some funny things that you remember besides a? Uh, Llewellyn's line. That was the funniest thing, I think. The uh, uh, Llewellyn's wife's mom? That, so I'd go with the line about screwing his wife, and then I'd also go with Llewellyn's wife's mom. <laughs> Those were the, the things that stood out to me. Okay. Yeah. Pretty what about you? Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think you're both right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? No. No. No, I think we talked it to, I think we talked it to death. Oh. <laughs> talked about it to death. Then maybe you should give a recap of the movie Gremlins. I will try. Um. This was an Alana pick. I picked. So. No Country for Old Men. I, oh, so I found out that this movie came out in 1984, not 85. I think I vaguely remember watching this movie because I remember, um, at one point my sisters and I got a Gremlins, um, thing toy some kind of a gremlins toy and we liked gizmo um anyway there's this guy named randall peltzer he is an inventor in his um town and he was trying to promote this thing called the bathroom buddy and for some reason he kept getting toothpaste on his shirt it was kind of funny yes <laughs> like what if he forgot to brush your teeth and he's trying to um Explain it. It's like, oops. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, so he's trying to promote it to this guy at, um, this pet store, right? There's a pet store, right? It was a store. It was like a, I think it was like a Chinese store and they happened uh, to have a gremlin. A Chinese store. And they had what they called a mogwai. They called it a mogwai. I guess it was like a Chinese word for the animal. And he's like, how much can I get for this? I, I need to get my son a Christmas present. He's like, well, actually, you can't, you, I can't give this to you. This isn't for sale. And so the kid's like, uh, wait for me out front. Okay. The store was ran by an old man and an I think Chinese it was guy. his grandson worked for the pet store as well. Yes, his grand, his, his, his young grandson was, was helping him. And by young, we mean like 12, I think. Yes. Yeah. He's like, wait here. He tells the guy, wait here. I'll be right back. We don't know exactly what he told his grandpa, but he said, okay, it's all yours. But remember, you gotta remember three things. 
Do not put it in bright, do not put the, the animal in bright light because it hates bright light and if you put it in sunlight it'll kill it. Um, don't put it in water and no matter what, if it begs or pleads, do not feed it after midnight. Um, the, uh, the mom and her son, Billy, who works at a, um, a restaurant. I think it's a, 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 I'm sorry, a bank. Um, yeah, that's right. It was a bank. Um, gets home. He, um, the father gets home to the, the wife and son and the son. Yeah. And, uh, they're having problems with, uh, their neighbor, Mrs. Deagle, who I think is like a renter or something. She imagine. owns homes and she owns homes. Home. But she doesn't own their home. No. 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 But he um she claims that um Billy's dog uh destroyed her snowman. Destroyed her What? Destroyed her snowman. Her snowman, right. Or exactly. snow person. Yeah, because he said, Well if I find it then um if I find your dog I'm gonna give it a slow death. Yeah. Anyway, she's an evil. Woman. Like you. Huh? No, I'm joking with you. What? I'm joking with you. What? That's a little southern humor there, J-Lo. Oh, my. Sorry, keep going. Anyway. So, um, he wraps it up, gives it to his son. The gremlin. The gremlin. We don't know what's a gremlin yet. Um, he opens, he's like, oh, he's really cute. What's his, what's his name? And he's like, well, the Chinese guy at the store called it a mogwai, but I, I, I call it a gizmo. He seems to like it. And uh, speaking of which, the voice of gizmo happened to be Howie Mandel. Yes. Would you describe gizmo to us? He's this furry little creature who says kind of funny stuff and seems relatively intelligent for an animal. And um, he, he's a good he's a good one. He's a good gizmo. He's a good gizmo. Yes. So he takes the animal. He is um, watching TV. He seems to like it. Yes. And he keeps saying, Mogwai, Mogwai, or bright light, bright light. He doesn't like the bright light. So he made that mistake. Mm -hmm. And then he puts Gizmo in water. Big mistake. By the way, it's accidentally. It's accidentally in water. Yeah. But still a mistake. All of a sudden, these gremlins, these mogwai start, start popping up, and there's now there's like five, five of them. Five of them, yep. Yes. It's late at night. I think it's uh, around Christmas time. It is. Um, he is feeding um, Gizmo some chicken, and he's like, well, it's not midnight. Um, not exactly. But. What happens is they're all watching TV, and the other gremlins want to eat. So he he looks at his clock, and it's before midnight. So he feeds the other gremlins, offers uh, Gizmo some chicken, but Gizmo's like, no, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And he was smart. Yep. He's like, no thanks. So what happens? So now we, um, it goes back to this. I think it's his professor because he's learning about these uh, gremlins. What had happened was the kid uh, put one of the gremlins in water after the reproduction and then gave yes. an additional gremlin to uh, 
a professor to do experiments on during the yeah, Christmas I break. think um, I think his neighbor Pete did it. Yeah. By the way, this re- leads to a weird question. If you spend your uh, break doing experiments on an animal, I think you might be a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me going big. Yeah, he was a crazy professor, wasn't he? We get the sense that that could be the case. Yes. yes. So um, he finds out that when a gremlin is fed at midnight, they go through this cocoon stage. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until they come out of their cocoon that they become these huge evil gremlins. And so all these gremlins start multiplying. They, they, they go through the cocoon stage. Um, uh, Stripe is, uh, it's found out that Stripe is the evil gremlin of them all. And he's a leader of the gremlins and he, uh, kills, um, he kills, uh, the professor. Yes. And eats his insides. Ew. Yes. Yes. Go on, please. Chime in. The evil gremlins wreak havoc on this town. The, what's the evil lady's name? Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle ends up dying. Uh, uh, they, 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 um, they, they somehow get her outside of the window. Well, yes, and they, they just go insane. The kid is keeping Gizmo safe, and he hooks up with this girl, uh, Kate. Kate. Who's played by, I think she might have been played by Phoebe Kate. Oh, so he goes from Phoebe Kate to this Kate. Right. Nice. Something like that. So they call her by the last name, minus the S. And this is before she got with uh, Kevin Klein, I believe. Okay. Because they're married. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They've been married for a long time. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. I know. She, She married Otto. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm sure the <laughs> discussions are very, uh, intellectual <laughs> in any event. That's a character, but I know, I know. Uh, Kevin Klein seems like a smart guy for yeah. an actor. Okay. They go around the town and have to stop these gremlins. Yep. And, uh, they, and they, and they, and they're at this department store. Mm-hmm. And so the gremlins are at the department, the department store and the, um, the movie theater is kind of funny. Yeah, there's tons of gremlins watching Snow White <laughs> and eating um and eating the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And they're singing "Hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we go." It's yep. <laughs> kind of funny. Yep. And eventually, the gremlins are defeated. Yep, they all died, including Stripe. Well, uh, not all of them died. Gizmo's still alive. Gizmo's still alive because he keeps him safe. But at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie. He, they go back to the Chinese shop. They don't. No. Well, okay. Okay. What, what is the Chinese? They're Chinese? home. They're home. The guy who runs the Chinese shop visits them and takes Gizmo back because they're not responsible enough He's, to handle yes, him. To handle the Mogwai. And, and by the way, this guy has a terrible Chinese accent. Yeah. Uh, this would be a, if somebody wants to point to an example of cultural appropriation in film, this might be a good one. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And that was the end of the movie. Yes. And um, I forgot, I mentioned, I said, I forgot that this movie is not the kind of movie you want to show four and five-year-olds. That would scare kids. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I would say maybe an eight or nine-year-old this would be a good movie for, but not really little kids. Yes. No. Yes. yes. But the grim, but, but the one scene I really liked was um, 
Gizmo in his gremlin car. Everybody likes that scene. Who's everybody? Everybody. I'm and not everybody. I'm sure some people hate it, but most people who enjoy this movie remember that scene. Yes. Yes. And I think he was uh, driving somewhere trying to get the other gremlins. Yes, he's in the department store. He's in the department store, Gizmo. Yes. Um, this movie was alright. It's not my favorite movie. I did like No Country for Old Men better. But, yeah, but this is good. I'd give it, I'd give it maybe a, a week seven. I'd give it a seven too. Yeah. It's, um, it's, um, it's a fun, it was, it's a fun movie when you're a kid. Yeah, it's more of a preteen movie though. Yes, I would agree. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it to adults. I wouldn't show it to like a seven year older. Or somebody who's, you know, Older than maybe 15. Like, that would be the upper limit, I would think, for somebody. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, because those Grimmins are... Well, I mean, especially Stripe. He was scary. Stripe, uh, the the person who played the voice of Stripe, I believe, was Michael Winslow, who was also on Police Academy. You've mentioned that many times. To you. And on this. Did I? I think you've mentioned that for the last few days. Yes. I don't think so. Fun fact again, in case you didn't hear it last time or the time before, okay. Oh, what if? Oh, what if, babes, what if? Oh, what if? Yes, yes, yes. But, yeah, I I forgot that there um <laughs> was uh, kind of scary stuff in here, sort of. Yes. Let's do some brief character analysis. Okay. What's the name of the uh, son in this movie? Billy. Okay. What do you think it's like for Billy... Having such an eccentric person as a dad. Um, he probably thinks, well, my dad's kind of cool, but he's kind of weird. Mm. I mean, he seems to get along with his father. And it sounds like, uh, as far as I understand it, their family is still pretty close. Why do you think that is? Um, I think because his mom and dad only have him for a son and um i don't know he's he's been around his mom because his father has been away a lot but his father always makes time for him too i don't know i think it's a close-knit family i think it's because i think they are but i think the one of the reasons they are so close is because the parents kind of like color outside the line right Mm -hmm. they they don't they're not the traditional family and i think they compensate by that by letting billy be his own person and i think by giving billy these freedoms it's sort of becoming rebellious is less interesting to him if that makes sense give me an example of that well billy's a really nice kid Uh uh-huh Right, like he—he's not this rebellious kid. He seems very nice, and I think one of the reasons that is is because he doesn't feel the pressure to be the good kid by his parents. His parents give him freedom, so right. there's less pushback needed from him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, and his parents seem like nice people. They do. Yeah. Are there any questions about this movie that you want to ask me? Um. What does Gizmo tell us about intelligent creatures? I think Gizmo teaches us that intelligence comes in many different forms. And a fault that I think our species has 
is that we assume that we're the most intelligent creatures on this planet. And that may or may not be the case. But I think that there are many different forms of intelligence out there. And Gizmo is a good reminder of that. By the way, where does Billy keep Gizmo when all this uh, ruckus is going on? Does he get his house? I can't remember. When they leave the house, he takes Gizmo with him and just keeps him close to him. Okay. You know. Yes. And Gizmo was very smart. Yes, yes, yes. And very cute. Do you like this movie less after seeing it as an adult? Um, I mean, it's not my favorite movie by any means, but I don't like it less. It's just, it just, it's just a reminder like, oh yeah, I remember what I was into when I was that age. Oh. But. Well, good. Yes. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say about Gremlins? I think Gizmo is a cool name. It is a cool name. And they reused it on um, DuckTales. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck, yes. It's been a while. I'm not re- I wasn't really a DuckTales fan, though. I like Tailspin. I like DuckTales as a kid. Yeah. Yes. I like Tailspin. I like, like Donald Duck cartoons, but I never got into DuckTales that much. Yeah, DuckTales was good. But... Here's here's a little bit of trivia. What's up? Do you know who played the voices of Huey, Dewey, and Louie? That was, uh, no. I don't know. Well, believe it or not, um, there was a woman named Rusty Taylor who played the voice, not just played the voices of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, but she also played the voice of Minnie Mouse. Nice. And she was married to Wayne Allwine, who played the voice of Mickey Mouse at one time. I'm sure they had a lot of fun drinking. Because he was all wine. Uh, oh. Yes. Bad joke. Thank you, babes. You'd like to. No. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. It's not my favorite, but I, I did enjoy it. I'm glad I've seen it. Okay. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but I'm glad I've seen it. I was glad I was able to watch it a second time at least. Yes. I don't know that I'll watch it again because there's a lot of gore in it. Yeah, and it's definitely not an adult movie. It is an adult movie, but, you know. I mean, there are some kid movies that are great, but uh, I don't know. This one, this would fall a little bit shy of that category, or short, but it's it's not horrible either. Mm. Yes. Right. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say about the Gremlins? Uh, I don't know who the kid was, but he was he was good in the movie. I yeah. Think. Have you ever listened to the song "Microphone Fiend" by Rakim? No. He mentions the Gremlins in that song. Okay. It's like after twelve, I'm worse than the Gremlin. I'm worse than the Gremlin. Feed me hip hop, and I start trembling. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, it's a good song, Rapes. Uh-oh. I was a fiend before I became a teen. I'm, I'm out uh, of microphones into the cones of ice cream. Music orientated okay, to when okay, hip-hop okay. is originated. This is not I, a rock him subject. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just so you know, I know the song, the edge. Whoa. I know you do. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, boy. Anyways, babes. Yes. We used to talk about food. Food. Yes. We had debated back and forth about should we cook something today, should we not. I want to cook, but I also am mindful of the fact that it's supposed to be 104 degrees outside. Yeah. So I don't know about 
making your kitchen any warmer than it needs to be? I And I said, you know, normally I would say, yes, we should make something because we have things to make, but I really don't think we should do that today. Okay, so there's two questions for you. Yes. The first one is, what should we order? Mm. I'm up for anything. I'm up for subs. I'm up for sandwiches. Uh, I'm up for Chinese food. I'm pretty much up for anything. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling either Panda Express or pizza. Ooh. Uh, but we could we could do something else too. I, I kind of want Panda Express actually. Panda Express might be good. Either either Panda Express or maybe um maybe some subs. That's a, that's a possibility. I think though you should, if if we need if need be you should go downstairs and get the food because I don't want to go downstairs. Well, I could just say uh, deliver it up here. Oh, that's a good idea, babes. That's what I've been saying. For oh, good, 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 good. And then the other question is, yeah. when should we order it? So my thought is we should actually order it fairly soon. And the reason being is I think orders are going to be, they're going to be flooded with orders later this afternoon. You might be right about that. Yeah. You might be right about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I just want to bring that up there, Jewel. Oh, and that way everybody knows what's going on with us there, Jewel. Yes. Babes. Yeah. Did you have any dreams last night? I certainly did. It was weird. I was listening to a program about Israel. Mm-hmm. And I dreamt that I was in Israel. Yes. And it, it was cool because it seemed like uh, everything was open. And me and a group of people were just walking around and things were happening and it was a relatively cool day and it was just nice. Very nice. I had a dream that I broke into my grandparents' old house to exercise because I was getting ready to meet up with somebody who was a bully back in school. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Have you had dr- a dreams about having a showdown with somebody? I'm sure I have. I can't remember any off the top of my head, but that has to have come up at some point. Mm. Yes. Did I tell you about the dream I had when I was fighting? I was fighting with this girl because I, uh, I claimed that I had better hair than her. I don't remember you telling me about this. Yes. Um, I I was saying something like, yeah, well, my hair is thicker and darker and, um, I forgot what I said, thicker and darker and, and silkier or whatever. And then I said, and then I said, yeah, and then, and your hair is thinner and lighter and drier. And I think I went, we were, we were challenging each other because we wanted to fight each other and she chickened out. Nice. Yeah. Babes, for the last two episodes, I've been saying, I wrote down the dreams. I wrote down a couple of dreams, but I don't have my phone with me. I do. So I'm going to, could you hold this for a second? Yes. Let's flag in my phone. Check and see on those old dreams I had there, J-Lo. Oh, no. Let me pull it up. You might want to hold it a little bit higher. Oh, okay. Yeah, hold it steady. Steady. Right. Steady. Let me see if I can find these alleged dreams. 
Alleged wings. Alleged wings. Um, let me take a second. Let me see where did I put it. Did I put it here? Let me see. No, no, no. No, it's not there. I wonder if I put it in. See, I have my phone. Now it's just a matter of finding where I put it in my notes. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Personal, is it in here? Uh, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to go to the full notes. Scroll down. Let me see. That's not it. 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 Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, I dreamt that I was maybe 13 going to some, okay, this is what my note says. I dreamt that I was maybe 13 going to summer camp, but due to a computer mistake. Oh, okay. I remember this one. Okay. So in the dream I had, mm -hmm. I obviously just heard of the first part of it. I was yes. 13, supposed to be going to summer camp, but there was this weird clerical error. So I go to this like bust depot and I'm accidentally put into a Marine camp, right? So weird. Or like an army Marine camp. Mm -hmm. So I go off to Marine training, but each weekend I go home to my parents and I'm thinking about how difficult this camp is. And then I have to go back at the end of the weekends. This goes on for two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And finally, when I'm supposed to go back to Marine camp, somebody from the summer camp realizes that there was an error, comes up to me and says, you're actually supposed to be with us when I'm in the middle of doing push-ups <laughs> at the station. So I go off with them and I go to the place where I'm staying at. I have the two roommates and I go in, the counselor says, hey, this is Rick. He was supposed to be here, but there was an accident. And he tells one of the kids to go and clean up the room. Yeah. He goes, I kind of follow him. I'm outside the door, and I'm watching him clean up. And then I wake up from the train. Oh, wow. So that's the first dream. Now, if you hold this for another second, people. Okay. Check out the second one. There you go. All right, let's see the second dream. Uh, right before that dream, I dreamt Alana and I were recording a podcast on the, on the, oh, 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 yeah. What? Okay. So right before that dream, I had one where you and I were recording a podcast on the front porch of this house. Oh, wow. A crazy person comes by and tries to attack us mm -hmm. and I end up beating them up. But I'm comfortable that I'm not going to go to jail because I have a recording of our interaction with this person. <laughs> yes. That's funny. I, I don't think you told about that. Nope. One. Those were my dreams. Wow. Yes. It was on the front porch of somebody's house? Yes. I think one of your relative's places, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Wow. So those were my dreams, Jay. And we didn't get it. We didn't get hurt, but, but the person did. Yes. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. I put my phone back down. Yay. Yay. You beat the person up. Yay. I shared my dreams. Yay. Yay. Yes. Yeah, we good. Yes. Well, J-Lo, mm -hmm. it is almost one. I can't believe it. I know. How are you feeling? I'm good. Are, are you a little bit hungry? or? I could eat something. Okay. Should we maybe wrap it up? Unless there's anything else you want to say. Um... 
I don't think so. Uh, I think we've pretty much, uh, uh, said what we needed to say. I'm gonna look for my bottle, uh, before I get out there. Let's do it. Find it. Alright, babes, I'll help you search for the bottle. Thank you. Yes. Alright, babes, until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.